All right, that's it. Let's do this. Let's get after this because, uh, frankly, yeah, let's get our mic up here. Uh, I, it's between coronavirus and and protests and people dying and all kinds of crap. Uh, let's just let's just have some fun here. Let's learn how to sign some commercial claims because that's what we're gonna talk about. And let's just get into it. Killer intro. Three, two, one. and we're back another episode of the commercial claim show I'm excited because like I always say this is where it all started right I mean now we've got we've got podcasts and we've got blog and we've got a webinar and we've got all these things that we're doing but this is where it all started is a commercial claim show on YouTube and as thanks to you guys who are just giving me fantastic feedback you continue to inspire me to keep doing these videos and keep trying to teach you as much as I can from the uh, little experience that I have so thank you guys so much remember to like all of the social media stuff on social media usually I'm the commercial claims advocate we're on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram maybe some other stuff in the future uh, we got a lot of stuff still coming up so please please keep following along please subscribe please kick the bell click the bell here and share all these videos with as many people you can on social media it only helps you know so uh, let me get this mic a little bit closer. So, all right, let's just get right into it, right? So I get a question like this all the time. You're the commercial claims advocate, so how do I get commercial claims? Well, let's teach you how to do that, okay? It's really not that hard. It's really not that much different than a homeowner's claim. You just gotta know the right people, right? And you gotta have some experience too because the policies read a little bit different and they're a lot larger, most of them. A lot larger are these claims. And frankly, you know, you gotta just have the confidence, I would say. You know, you know, when I first started, all I wanted to do was be a commercial claims advocate. Like that's what I always wanted to do. But the fact of the matter is some of these claims may come my way and I just didn't feel like I was ready to do them because you don't want to cut your client short, not in a homeowner's claim and definitely not in a commercial claim. You want to make sure that you get them the top dollar. You're going to be charging a percentage and God forbid you charge a percentage and it really affects their bottom line where, you know, you don't want them to think that they could have done it by themselves, even though most of the time I would say to never do it by yourself. But you still don't want them to think that. And the more experience you have, the more I will tell you. Because I do get the comment also a lot. There People ask me, well, you know, what do I do if the client doesn't feel it was worth my percentage? Don't worry. That's going to that's gonna go away. Okay? Because you will realize that as a public adjuster, you are needed. Okay? People do not know how to read a policy. People do not know the documentation that needs to be gathered. And it's the insurance company, frankly, that wants the homeowner and wants the policyholder to believe that they could do it by themselves. They want them to believe that the insurance company is looking out for their best interests. They want them to believe that they shouldn't hire a public adjuster. But what they don't understand is that the reason why is because as public adjusters, Okay, not only do we present the claim the way it's supposed to be presented, but we also end up settling for a lot more money through a public adjuster, through our due diligence, not just through our estimate, but through our due diligence with documentation and follow-up, we get them a lot more money than they would have without a public adjuster. So obviously, right, the insurance company is going to tell people 
And, and I don't think insurance companies are bad. You guys pay me. So look, that's a disclaimer, 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 okay? But it's just the fact of the matter is that the insurance companies are going to slightly underpay because the more they underpay on every little claim and the less claims that are disputed by public adjusters, the more money in the pockets of the insurance company, which is a for-profit business. It is what it is. But why am I getting into this rant? What? That's not what this is about, okay? So don't worry. You guys will get better at explaining to your clients why you are necessary. So everyone wants to become a commercial claims advocate, right? But obviously it's easier said than done. Um, I've always wanted to, always, you know, and even to this day, the majority of my claims, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I am the commercial claims advocate, but the majority of my claims are homes. It just is what it is. That's the bread and butter. A guy like Jack Hanks that we interviewed in the podcast right here. Boom. Um, actually, like right there. <laughs> Uh, he uh, he has more commercial claims. I mean that is crazy. I, th I think it's fantastic. But it's a he is a he is part of the 0.001% of public adjusters. I'm sure he would probably agree with me when I say that. So don't be discouraged if you're not signing commercial claims. The majority, 90% of my claims are homeowners claims. Okay, I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, and I will tell you and give you an update on my flood claim after this video. At the end of this video. So. Um, what I want to say. So one of the things is that, you know, commercial policies are different than homeowners policies. Okay. Depending on what kind of building it is. And I'll get into that too. You, you could have one building, but you could have 10 buildings. Another thing I want to tell you is that you may have a commercial claim that's worth less than most of your homeowners claims. I have one right now. It's just a one office. It's a doctor's office. You know, my estimate is not even at hundred grand. I've got plenty of homeowners claims that are well over hundred to 200 to 300 grand. So just because it's a commercial claim doesn't mean it's always going to be more. But the policy does read differently. Make sure when you ask the building owner for the policy that it's the correct policy because most of the times for some reason they always send you the liability policy. Liability is a little bit more important in a commercial property, frankly, because you've got a lot more foot traffic going in there. If it's a shopping mall, you got a lot of people shopping. If it's a doctor's office, you got a lot of people going into the doctor. If it's a warehouse, you got a lot of workers going in there working in and out. So liability policies are like the most important thing to have in a commercial property. Make sure you get the property policy. You gotta get the actual structure, okay? And um, like I said, a lot of times they'll read, a lot of times they may not have contents. A lot of times they may not have loss of business. Sometimes they don't. You know, just make sure you look at the policy, see what their limits are, and see what the deductible is. A lot of times the deductibles are much higher than what you're used to. So you don't want to, you don't want to, God forbid, sign a claim and the damage is just well under the deductible. That would be the worst thing you can do. So, you know, make sure you look at that deductible. That's very important. And you may want to advise the client not to even file a claim. So the different types of commercial properties that are out there for the most part are warehouses. They are office buildings. They are shopping malls. They are hotels and motels, movie theaters, and condominium associations. That's a big one. So those are the main kinds of policies and the main kinds of buildings that you're dealing with. For the most part, the warehouses, the office buildings, the shopping malls, and the movie theaters, those are pretty much the same. Condominium associations are a little bit different, right? Because you are dealing with an entire condominium association. Oh, and apartment buildings too. Condominium associations are not owned by an individual, okay? So as opposed to these other things, including the apartment buildings, which are usually owned by an individual or an individual company, Condominium association is not really owned by anybody and is completely run by the association of people living in the in the condominiums or the townhomes or whatever it is. So those are the people you're going to be dealing with. With this other stuff, you're going to be dealing with the 
owners of the actual building. So make sure that you understand that there is a big difference there. Huge difference, okay? A lot of times the condominium association losses though are going to be much, much larger because you could be dealing with several buildings. Like the flood policy, the flood claim I have now, it's 13 buildings. Each may have a different policy, each may have a different limit, each may have a different deductible. I mean, the list goes on. And also with the condominium association, like I said, you're dealing with an association. So it's gonna be in your best interest to meet the decision maker in the board, whether that be the president or the vice president or whoever it is, meet the decision maker in the board. That's the person you're going to have to sort of tell them about your services and convince them the benefits of hiring a public adjuster during their claim. Another advantage I would always say is if you're going to be representing an association, you want to try to speak in front of everybody. Speak in front of the board and speak in front of, have them have a board meeting or have them have an association meeting where if everybody comes in and, and meets and, and when they're going over whatever it is they're going over, you are there to speak to everybody and let them know what your role is and what you're there to do. Basically, I've had to do that a million times and uh, it goes a long way and they really appreciate it when you're willing to go out of your way to speak to everybody and let them know how the process is going to go and what needs to be done. So that's what I'm dealing with now with the flood is the association. We just had a huge meeting with everybody uh, just on Saturday and it went very well and we're going to have another meeting again on Saturday, this coming Saturday. So it's just important. So... I think the key that I want to talk about is how do you find these claims, right? I'm going to get into sort of the process of them, but how do you find these claims? And again, it's like we always say, and it's like we talked about with Jack, put it up here in the podcast, you would need to build good positive relationships with people. I mean, that's the most important thing. Always answer your phone and make sure you're, you're just, you're building good, strong, positive relationships with the right people. Who are the right people? I'll tell you right now. It's the same as always for the most part. It's your roofers, it's your GCs, it's your plumbers, it's anybody architects in the construction fear. Obviously you want somebody who specializes in commercial property. I do have a good relationship, is an actual cousin of mine in Texas who's a general contractor and all he does is commercial properties. That's all he does. So imagine that. All he does is commercial properties. So that's, um, that's, that's, those referrals are going to be, for the most part, only commercial properties. And again, I want to tell you, they're not all massive projects, okay? We are working on one now in Texas that it's just a warehouse. It's not the biggest thing. Honestly, the estimate's 60 something thousand dollars. So don't think that commercial properties are always going to be massive policies. But anyway. General contractors, roofers who specialize in commercial buildings, that's who you want to do. How do you meet these people? You know me, networking. I like BNI. I'm a big BNI guy. I go to RGA. Another one that I do here. I'm also part of the Florida Business, Florida Building, Florida Builders, Florida Builders Association here in Tampa. I'm part of that, and it's a lot of general contractors who do a lot of commercial work, and it's just a networking organization. It's actually pretty cool. Um, before COVID, and hopefully we start doing that again, every month everybody meets, and there's usually some good speakers who talks about sort of the real estate market, uh, the builder's market, and how it's going. So I actually learn something, and you meet some people, have some little some drinks, and, and, and talk shop, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you meet those people, and you never know who you're going to click with. I'm also part of a commercial realtor association. Most of them are owners of of duplexes, triplexes, and apartment buildings, but some of them also own, you know, or some of them also own uh, commercial shopping malls and stuff like that too. Commercial realtors are very good to know, but I'm gonna tell you why it's only good to know a commercial realtor. It's so that you can meet the person you really wanna know. You wanna know the people who own these buildings. Okay, so forget about the association, the condominium association. Now we're talking about the actual building owners. Those are the people you wanna know. Before he, came, before he became president, I used to always tell people, joking, the person that I wanted to meet was Donald Trump. 
only because Donald Trump is a commercial, that's what he did. He did commercial real estate. He built these buildings or he bought these buildings, slapped his name on it, made himself a celebrity. But that's the basically his his business empire is just commercial real estate. That's all it is. So I would joke that I want to meet somebody like that. And that's who you want to meet. Not necessarily like Donald Trump, but you want to meet somebody. We've got a guy my partner, he knows a commercial, he knows a commercial uh, investor very well. And the guy's got buildings all across Florida. So you can only imagine when Irma hits and all his buildings have damage. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big one, you know. I think he has a movie theater somewhere and he's got apartment buildings all over and he's got duplexes, triplexes. He's just got all kinds of stuff all over the place, different kinds of commercial properties. But that's who you want to meet. Okay, so I always say, oh, you want to meet like Donald Trump, not the president, the one when he was doing the commercial investing. Uh, you want to re meet a commercial real estate investor who's got buildings all across, and that's how he bases his wealth. You can meet somebody like that, and you build a good relationship with them, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. It, it'll, be, it'll be killer, because, especially when a storm hits. When a storm hits, that'll be a big one, because all his properties will probably have some damage. You go, you check them out. And if they've got some significant damage, take a look at the policy, file the claim, get them a new roof, one point something million dollars, easily. So imagine that, that's who you wanna know. Let's see, the claims process, okay? So those are the people you wanna meet, right? You wanna meet the commercial uh, construction guys and you wanna meet the building owners, okay? The claims process, it's pretty much the same, guys. What I want you to understand though, the biggest difference, and if you don't mind, I'm gonna take a sip of water because my mouth's getting a little bit dry. So I'm not gonna cut it though. The biggest difference in the claims process is just that chances are you're dealing with millions of dollars. And what happens when you're dealing with millions of dollars in an insurance claim? The insurance company is gonna make it a little bit more difficult for you. The more the insurance company has to pay out, the more investigating they're going to wanna to do and the harder it's gonna to be to get that payment. So it's very important in a commercial loss that you have all the documentation in place. Super important, you've got everything lined up, all the documentation, expert documentation, engineer, roofer, GC, whatever it is, you've got it all in place to present to the insurance company that will hopefully defend your argument on why everything needs to be replaced, gutted, or whatever it is. Expert documentation is huge. The other thing that I like to do with a commercial claim is I like to forget doing the estimate myself. I'm gonna hire a professional, professional, licensed, Xactimate certified, blah, 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 estimator to go out there and do a legitimate, awesome, badass estimate, okay? I've done estimates my whole life, but you guys already know that I do hire an estimate on all of my claims anyway. But on a commercial claim, for sure, I'm not doing any of that. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna inspect the, I'm gonna inspect the loss, I'm gonna take my photos, I'm gonna find where the damage is. My job though is to make sure that I come up with a good argument, okay? Read the policy, maybe find some policy language to put in a letter and really defend the insurance, um, really defend the policyholder as best as I can. I'm not gonna spend my time putting an estimate together when I know that I could hire somebody who could put an even better estimate together uh, to, 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 to negotiate with. So hire an estimator, especially if it's a big loss, I would suggest Google search estimator in your area, or so hopefully you know one already, hire an estimator to go out there and do a legitimate, legitimate kick-ass estimate. And then the last thing is you want to make sure, like I learned in the Skipton course, which I always recommend, is you wanna make sure that you craft a letter that is going to defend all the arguments that you've already put together, put together sort of in your head. Go through the policy, see what arguments you could find in the policy. Take the time to do it, guys. This is a commercial claim. Chances are it's over a million dollars. And if you're charging 10 or 20%, you've just made your year, okay? So take the time on the commercial properly to, to, to craft a letter, at the very least an email. And 
look through the policy, find things that will help defend your argument, okay? Especially if you've got those experts already out there, put that in your letter as well. I will give you an example right now. I'm literally in the process of putting together the letter for the flood claim, which I'm gonna give you an update on that real quick. And I'm going to just basically be defending my argument. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe which units have been damaged, which units need to be you know completely gutted, remodeled, whatever it is. Um, and I'm gonna I'm going to quote policy language that's in the flood policy that is going to hopefully help my argument and hopefully get this claim paid. So go through it, especially with the big loss claim. You want to make sure you've got a super good tight estimate. You have some expert documentation, and you want to have some policy language that you could defend that you could use to defend your argument when you craft that letter to present to the insurance company or to counter whatever it is that they may be saying. So. You know, be ready, okay? Just know that the only difference here between a commercial claim and a homeowner's claim is chances are you're dealing with a lot more money. When you're dealing with more money, you're going to have to gather more evidence. When you gather more evidence, you're going to have to, they're, they're just going to fight harder. So, you know, make sure you got all your ducks in a row. And I will be happy if you have a commercial claim to answer any of your questions and possibly even go and meet you at the commercial property to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. But make sure you know the right people. Okay, make sure you read the policy carefully and make sure you're confident. Confidence is key, especially with a commercial claim, because chances are if you're dealing with the building owner, they're, they're rich guys, <laughs> you know, and they're gonna wanna make sure they make the right decision. And if you're dealing with an association, you're dealing with a large group of people, so you gotta be confident, okay, with these large claims. But honestly, we could all do it. Just make sure you know the right people, make sure you build the right, right relationships, and I promise it'll all work out. That's what I got, okay? It's the same thing, it's not that much different, okay? Just know the right people. Flood claim update, our estimate is almost done. Um, our photos are all done. I've got thousands of photos of 64 units of flood of a data, I've got a data loss photo, I've got an initial inspection folder, and I've got a, a data loss folder, initial inspection folder, and a reinspection folder, all with photos of all those three dates. So we've got what the loss looked like, what the line was there with the flood line, and now how it looks after it's been cut out. Basically, that's that's what we got. I'm gonna craft a letter tomorrow. I'm very excited about doing that. Kind of, am I? Yeah, I'm excited because then it's, we're gonna. I think I think we're gonna do well with it, and um, we're gonna be presenting our um, my file tomorrow or or early next week, and the estimate should be done rather soon, and. You know, we're just hoping to get as much money for these people because I really feel bad for them. It's it's a flood claim, so it's not like your typical homeowner's claim. All the units inside are actually covered by the flood policy. So I basically inherited 64 claims at once. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I just want you to understand that it is a lot of responsibility. We're doing the best that we can. And I can't wait to give you a kick-ass update on hopefully, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can give you too much specifics, but hopefully I can tell you that everything worked out well. So we'll see, we're just gonna do the best we can and that's all we can do. At the end of the day, that's all you can control is your effort. So control, just, just do the best you can and everything should work out. That's that. I haven't done one of these videos in a while, but that's okay, we got this. Remember, whoo, social media, one, two, three. Remember, subscribe. 
And that's pretty much it. Click the bell. Uh, we got some things coming. So in about two weeks, we're going to do another webinar. So get ready for the webinar. And in the webinar, we're going to make an offer for you guys, a very limited offer. Very, very, very limited. We're going to do one-on-one -on -one consulting. We're putting it together now, but it's going to be super limited because I'm only one person and we're not doing a group class. We're specializing. It's just going to be one-on-one. -on -one. So it's going to be super, super limited. We're only going to take a handful of people. So for those who are interested in that, keep an eye on out. one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting. Like I said, it's going to be kick-ass and that's pretty much all I got. I can't think of anything else. I feel like I've talked too much. My mouth is already dry and I want to get on with my day. So you guys be safe, stay safe, don't get sick, don't get in trouble. Just let's, uh, let's all get along, huh? All right guys, see you later. Goodbye.